so it's holiday season, which is super exciting. Hanukkah just ended, and like Christmas is just a few weeks away. Um, Sarah, like, do you guys have any like special holiday traditions? Yeah. Um, this year though specifically is really special because my family from Ohio usually comes, but like now this year it's my um, cousin Nellie's coming from the Middle East, and then my family is coming from Ohio. So like we have everyone together, like all my cousins and their and then their kids, and their kids are so little, so it's like such a cute time. Yeah, that's right. And I can't wait to gift them like a bunch of giant stuff just to bother his mom. Love it. <laughs> She's a huge like Bengals fan. I just kind of want to get to her. And uh, as far as traditions, like yeah, me and my uh, my grandma and my family, we usually make like very specific dishes around Christmas time mm-hmm. together. We make tabula, we make um, kanafa, and then my family is very big on Christmas Eve, not Christmas. Like I don't, Christmas Eve has been our thing since we were kids, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas Eve is when we do like our celebrating and on Christmas morning. Traditionally, we always get up um, and we open our gifts and um, Christmas basketball is kind of like a thing in my family. Yes. Literally watch like that's our like thing. We'll like make those foods and like we'll sit down as a family and literally watch like all the games. So fun. So fun. But Carly, you um, Hanukkah, the last night of Hanukkah was Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the other night um we just did like low-key it's like not a huge holiday for us but like it's fun like there's different things we do like my dad will make latkes and like there's different things we eat and I like always read this book like every single year since I was like a little kid and like I just now I do it to like annoy my family because like it's like I have to read it it's like so it's like a it's like a kid's book but I'm obsessed with it (laughs) and every year I read it and my parents are like why did we ever like introduce her to this (laughs) oh my god wait what is it called it's called the flying latka (laughs) and it's basically a story like it's so funny it's like so like stereotypical like they're like a group of like it's a Jewish family from New Jersey no and like basically like New Jersey and like basically like they get in a fight because like that's what we do um like what's what we're gonna do we're gonna like fight and annoy each other and complain and like a laka goes flying out the window like during like this fight because it's like a food fight and it like doesn't come down and basically like the government gets involved thinking it's like a ufo oh my and they try to like shoot down the (laughs) laka. this is just like the audience is age five and under, and Carly's like, absolutely, this is obsessed. <laughs> That's so funny. So, and I do like a dramatic reading, and like I change the voices. It's Are great. you kidding? You're like narrating this. It's great. I really am doing a great job. It's so funny because like my cousin is a teacher. Yeah, and she teaches first grade, and she's like, I brought it in to read to my kids, and I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> I I'm like not over this. This is not the tradition I expected to talk about. <laughs> so funny, you know. But, yeah, we, we had a good time. It was nice. Um, and, yeah, I guess we should get into it. Um, there's, I don't really have that much going on this week. but no, um, It'll be quick for those of you that like to, you know, fast forward when me and Kelly are talking for too long. This is a good one for you. This will be a nice little summary. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk some football first? Yeah, you want to take away with your, your Giants? Yeah, I, I actually don't even have anything to say. Um, wow. I, my my notes for this, my literally, like, so Sarah and I have, like, an outline every week, and my notes for this game are a game not even worth watching. 
yeah it's that that's your that's her that was her bullet point which is fair which is fair but i mean and that's like bad to be honest i feel like when carly's yelling and has a lot of criticism that's more like uplifting and optimistic but for you to have nothing to say i'm like oof like that's that's never a good sign that is a like very good analysis because that's true like I'm, i'm kind of just like what like this is like getting ridiculous like there's nothing there's nothing left to say yeah, but that's okay because the Lions gave us some excitement. I was gonna say, like, the Lions were my like <laughs> everyone was rooting for the Lions this week. Wait, but Carly, before we get into like the football side of it, mm-hmm. did you see the video of um uh Jared Goff's girlfriend who's a sports- yes? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, but that was so I've never seen something so pure. Like, I know, but I did think it was funny, and I don't know if this is like just like the cynic in me. I was like, oh, of course, like they're gonna post like a picture of like this like sports illustrated swim- or video of the sports illustrated swimsuit model like all over social media because like people love to like all those guys like love to see it well the thing is i think it was ru- the image was ruined for me because at first I was like oh like this is so sweet and like you hear she's like she's like this is our first one like this is our first one which again i was kind of like eh. but then like you know i was waiting for like a barstool sports account to like post it i'm like yeah Barstool's gonna and they did and then of course all the comments became about her her right. body and her exactly actually on, it's not like she was just reacting at home like she no, was she's at a photo the, shoot yeah, yeah so i'm like oh no and like once the 15 year olds on twitter get a hold of this like oh no yeah absolutely yeah for sure but yeah the lions you get their first one like very exciting fashion like last minute td over the vikings and they went at home which is like even better um and it was really nice in the press conference after uh dan campbell's press conference he's the head coach um he dedicated the win to the oxford high school shooting victims so because um it's like a michigan high school yeah um, and it was so nice that like he did that um and like also like the like the michigan football team um wore like patches on their uniforms for like the victims like that was nice that's really sweet i'm sure it like was very appreciated by the community after being affected by like such a tragedy like that yeah definitely um just a quick little note the panthers fire their offensive coordinator joe brady during the bye week Kind of like, I feel like this happens every year, but I make the same joke every year. It's like, oh, you got fired on your day off. Oh my God. <laughs> it's true though. Like it's never, it's never a good thing. No, it's like, you know that if they were to call you on your bye week, it's like, uh, uh yeah, that can't be good. So wait, I have a question about that because you work. Yeah. Like, you're saying like, that's not common. So when the Bucks got it's a It's not pot- uncommon actually, because like there, I feel like I see this, like this happens every year that like someone does get fired on the bye week. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like Carly, like you for when you had a bye week, and I remember this very clearly. Like, I remember mm-hmm. when you had a bye week when you're working for the Bucks. I remember like you came to New Jersey. And yeah. You had, like, see your family. Like, did you have virtually like no work to do at all during bye week? They like, give you like? like four days off. That's the bye week. That's not a lot. No. <laughs> Wow, so if you, like, live really far from your family and want to fly somewhere, it's not. Yeah, know. we had, like, four days, I think. But, like, it's not really a whole week. Well, and they don't really talk to you? Like, they don't give you any work? You actually get those days off, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. That's great for the player. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the I feel like the most exciting game, which, like, turned out not to be that exciting, like, the highest stakes game was – um, we're recording this Tuesday morning, so it was last night on Monday Night Football. Um, Patriots-Bills and like, a really big game because, like, Patriots have literally been, 
like on a winning streak. Right. And like the Bills like were thought to be these contenders. And like this was like a matchup that everyone's anticipating. It ended up being like a super low scoring game because the weather was like really bad in Buffalo. Yeah, wait, I saw such a funny video of one of the Patriots um, players, like, warming up in, like, a sleeveless top and short shorts, and I reminded me. crazy. There are so many guys, though, Carly, even at Hills. They do that, I know. That, the Hills, if I guess, references are, um, is the high school I mean, Carly went to, but even those guys, I, I've seen many of them play in the snow. And yeah, shorts. it's like, like, I don't know, I, either, like, they warm up really quick, or it's like a macho thing. They're like, I'm not gonna put on sleeves, like, oh, man. Sad. I was reading the Twitter comments last night, and some people were like, "What's the point of warming up though, like that, if you're not gonna play like that?" Because like then then that's not. true. Also, some guys don't wear s- sleeves because it's like more for like uh, the opponents like grab onto. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, but listen, I mean, like there are guys who play in Lambo and like negative four degree weather and don't wear sleeves. I mean, I just think that's crazy. <laughs> okay, but like when it drops below seventy, like I'm in my coat, scarf, oh, right? Hat. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, you remember that day in May we went to the city and we <laughs> bought your winter coat. I was like, it's May. Like, you're a full-on down long jacket. I knew she was going to bring this up. Like, as soon as I walked out, out of the car, Carly's like, what, what What? are you doing? And I was like, it's chilly. And she Did was like... Did you even wear it at all? No, I liked to my favorite... Thank my- you. Just, like, carried it around like an accessory. My favorite thing to do is carry around coats when it's cold but not wet. <laughs> <laughs> you but you will catch me in the middle of the bar on a July night wearing like two jackets. That's just something I like to so do. So funny. Yeah. Um but anyway, the weather was really um like windy and like there were snow flurries and Mac Jones like tweeted that he has never seen snow before. That wait, so that's so mm-hmm. funny that you say that. I was so Carly DM me that tweet last night and it for reference that he tweeted that in 2015 and it was crazy because – and look at how funny it is now. Like, look at that. Her. He's playing – like, he's going to be playing in New England, like, for yeah. – a like, it seems like a long time. Yeah. Like, I mean, he needs to be prepared. But anyway, um, because of that, it was, like, a really low-scoring game. And this was, like – it's just, like, a crazy game. So, Mac Jones's stat line was two for three – 19 yards. Wow. I mean, he literally threw the ball three times. <laughs> for nine. If you read that, you would have thought, one, either he got hurt, or two, like, they had, like, a terrible, terrible game. But they win the game and, like, run the ball. All they did was run the ball. And it was – I mean, it worked. The thing is, right. in that kind of weather, it's, like, it's all ground game, and that's why it's kind of low scoring. But also, like, if you can run the ball against a team, keep doing it. Because then you, like, keep time of possession. You're really in control. Like, you stay in control of the football. Did you ever have a game when you were working for the Bucks? that was that kind of weather? No. I mean. I feel like that'd be so. I think. Well, there are, like, f- there are a few, only like a few cities. I feel like that yeah. they it's like that, like Buffalo, New yeah. England, Green Bay, because like Detroit has a dome, right? Um, the Vikings have a dome, so it's like those northern teams they're covered, right? But like I feel like it's like Buffalo, New England, and Green Bay. Ooh. Yeah, and but- maybe occasionally like um. Like 
Kansas City gets like bad, like bad sometimes, and uh, like Denver. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Patriots, you know, they had a two-four start, not amazing, but they haven't lost a game since October seventeenth, and that's like in- that's an incredible run. But again, like me and Carly were saying last episode, like it's Belichick, so nothing's really surprising. Yeah, that's amazing for them. I, it's there's a lot of people saying I didn't realize that like. The Chiefs have really have like like kind of slid in like making a comeback like under the radar a bit, and they're like eight and four right now, which I was like, how, oh, wow. when, since when did that happen? Yeah. Um. And now like the Patriots like this win helped them keep the number one seed, but people are saying that like like the Chiefs like oh maybe the Chiefs like might catch them for that number one seat and this year it's different with the playoffs only one team gets the bye so only the number one seed gets the bye where it's normally like two teams will get a bye that's gonna be a fun change to see what happens yeah um but it's it's interesting I mean it's like I, I mean the Patriots are just like I think continue. I mean, it's not. It's like surprising, but it's not. I, it's like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we have to talk about Paige Beckers and the UConn basketball world. Oh my god! I, yes, me and Carly were literally just congratulating her for her deal with Gatorade in our last episode. And over the weekend, she had a very scary fall, no contact injury. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last minutes of the game, and what really is triggering fans, as they should. They interviewed um, head coach Gina R.E.M. after the game, and they were like, well, why did you leave her in in the final mm. minutes of a blah loss when you didn't need to? And his answer was really questionable, startling. At first, he's like, you know, she never wants to come out. She's a pain on the bench. And then he goes, I don't have an answer for why she was in the game, but insisted that a non-contact in- injury, excuse me, could happen at any time. But there's just no need to keep her in. So- yeah, I agree. I mean, also, like, dude, make it up. I know. That's like, pretty just. I mean, it's, I'm not saying, like, lie to the media, but, like, yeah, make yourself sound a little better. <laughs> I know. That was just, like, an awful answer. I mean, people are already mad that he left her, but then them, him being like, I don't really know why I like her on the court. I'm like, well, I like her on the court, too, but not, you know, when you're getting... Well, you have to be smart with your stars. Yeah, like, it's a little, just, it's a little questionable. I just feel awful for her, and I'm so scared. I'm, like, constantly looking at They haven't Google. said anything, no. right? Like, I mean, she just has to get tests, and... Yeah. No, I've been Googling it, like, constantly. Cause I'm, yeah. Like, no, she's gonna be okay. She's literally their whole, if they don't have her. I mean, her health is first and foremost. Obviously, I care about her future. I'm just saying, right, right. if they don't have her, like, they're not getting the title. No. And that's of course not. Fun. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it goes back. Like, you got to be smarter with someone who, like, your entire team, like, depends on to be successful. Absolutely. And, like, as a head coach, you really need to consider, like, the risk-reward. Like, yeah, what – what's – like, is it worth the risk for keeping her in when the game is pretty much decided? Uh, definitely not. Right, and that's the problem. Loves to play, but it's like you're the head coach. You can sit her out if you really want. Yeah, and you could say, no, like, this game is sad. I don't want you getting hurt. Sit on the bench. Um, Some interesting um, Trey talk. Me and Carly were talking about Ben Simmons, obviously, a lot on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Now he's looped in to the Blazers, of course. So (laughs) he ended up liking an Instagram post that said Dame wanted to play with him. Um, And there has been reports that that they want to play with each other and like really? I'm not lie, it would be a really good fit it would help the blaze improve their defense and it would just be like 
and it would be kind of good. And they want to trade CJ. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a proposed deal before it didn't work out, and it's something to keep on the lookout for. But I was kind of the one in the beginning, like so resistant. Like I would not want to trade CJ. Like I'm obsessed with, but unfortunately, CJ just has been the most inconsistent Blazers player there is. Like. He was out um, last night against the Clippers, and I'm sorry, but some of the younger guys really, really carried that offensive load and kind of proved that they could do it. And these are, like, really, really younger guys that are still growing, but I'm mm-hmm. sorry, like, they literally outperformed him last night. And it made you think, like, I remember someone kind of commented this on Twitter, but I have to say, like, I kind of echoed it. Um, the Blazers, typical, the, one, the reporter that always kind of reports the Blazers was like, CJ will be out for tonight's game. And someone commented and wrote, okay, but CJ's been playing like he's been out for the past 10 games. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry, but there is some truth to that. It's like, I don't know. Seeing Do you think he just, wants to get traded? I don't. Uh, CJ has never, ever expressed like anything about that. And I really think he, like, he loves the city. And something to think about personal lot um excuse me personally is that his wife is a dentist right and yeah when I met her and I asked her you know like okay you just passed it that's so exciting like she had landed her residency in Oregon like for CJ so she could they could mm-hmm. do that. for people that don't know this you know she was from New York and she was flying for a, a day at a time just to go to like Blazers games like literally would fly from New York to Portland just for it's one crazy. night yeah and so like she they moved their life around it I know they like Portland as a city and whatnot so I don't know but now that we fired our GM and we're talking about rebuilding and, and you know usually the Blazers are known for that typical first round exit they're not even gonna get to the playoffs probably so we need to rebuild somehow and right I think most fans are on board with this trade so we'll see what happens do you think that like if Simmons get gets the trade that like basically he's been asking for he'll kind of like clean up his act he'll actually like work on like himself as a player in terms of shooting like do you think he'll finally like start doing that that's so hard, and that's something I've been thinking about myself, too. But it, I don't even know if it's just necessarily the work ethic, Carly. I mean, his shot, people were like, was just especially awful. Like, probably <laughs> the most awful they've seen in, like, a long time. So people were, like, joking on Twitter. They're like, all right, guys, if he comes to the Blazers, keep that same energy when, like, he's missing his, like, small, like, you know, like, 10-foot shots. And I'm like, okay, like, this is true. So, like, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Right. Um, I, I just don't know what he's capable of. And, you know, it's I, was, I never really – I don't know about you – because you like kind of went to college there, but I've never really watched Philly and the Sixers that closely. I mean, you know how I've, I mean, I'm not like basketball's not no. my top, my right. top game, but I'm also, if I would be an, I mean, I'm an ex fan if I had to. If so, you, yeah, but no, I've never, but like now, you know, if you are a Blazers fan, like you could, you're probably watching some Simmons highlights, but the right. Blazers have the worst defense in the league right now. So that would instantly improve. It's, and- right. It's almost like we're going to trade for you because you're going to fill the role that we need. Exactly. Not like in terms of like with the Sixers, like we need all this out of you and you're not giving it to us. Yeah. And, like, obviously, right, there's you're giving up a lot. I mean, you're probably going to have to give up, like, a guy like Anthony and, and Nasser. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes, like, it's worth it when you have to get certain people. But Right. Also, like, in terms of, like, fit and role and, like, a team, um, like, sometimes guys, like, are just not meant to be on that team. And, like, like, at this point, like, with the Sixers and Simmons, it's, like, is it just, like, we've tried too hard to, like, force him into this and it's, like, it's not working, like, he's not yeah. improving his shot, like, we wanted him to be this, but he's this. It's, like, sometimes you just got to, like, move on and, like, maybe – and, like, you're saying, like, the Blazers really need to improve their defense and, like, that's what, like, his role can be. And sometimes it's just, like, let's 
we need to switch some pieces around and players thrive in, in different areas when, like, they have different roles. Yeah, so in the meantime, I will be watching Dead Simmons highlights for fun and for analysis, and we'll be staying on top of Blazers Twitter. That's where I like it best, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that would certainly be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Any um, Harley? Yeah, um, so a couple of things. Um, so I was a little bit surprised, actually, by this. So the Flyers fired their head coach, Elaine Vigneault. Um, I'm a little familiar with this coach. He coached the Rangers for a couple seasons. Um, they're definitely like in a losing streak and they're like in like a skid, but I was kind of surprised. Like it's fairly early in the season. So I'm surprised that they like got rid of him that early, but I think they were just fed up and they're like, we're done. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I, like, I don't know how long he's been their head coach. You said, but. Um, I might have. I think it's maybe two seasons now, one or two seasons. And they they were like pretty good. Um, and I guess like maybe I I don't know. I mean, like he did pretty well with them, but but it's crazy to me like how fast like fans like to get rid of coaches because right now fans are pretty frustrated with the Blazers coach Chauncey Billups, and we signed him to like a five year deal. And it's only his first season, so everyone's like, buckle up. Like, it's, it's like, first yeah, it's, like, difficult because, well, especially in, like, the first season, like, you got to give some, like, cut some slack to coaches. Right. And it's also, like, players. It, okay, so I feel like fans cut, like, fans are more understanding if, like, a player has a bad year than, like, if a coach has a bad year. But, like, so true. Yeah. Every, like everyone has bad years or bad games. Yeah, of course. But, like, I think it's, like, really easy to play, like, the blame game on a coach. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think fans do that a lot. When it's, yeah. Fan favorites. Like, someone like Ben Simmons, he's going to be, there's going to be some diehard fan favorites. I think coaches Mm -hmm. have less of the diehard fan favorites. For sure. Like, unless a coach, like, wins you a championship, you're not going to, like, you know, fight for them or whatever as a fan. I saw an article about this on ESPN that I thought was really interesting that I hadn't considered. So the NHL is saying that, like, they're going to have to figure out COVID protocol for players that go and play in the Olympics because, like, a lot of NHL players play in the Winter Olympics and they're going to be going to Beijing. And it's like, okay, you know, how do you, like, regulate those players because they're going to come back to their teams afterwards? So it's like what happens if, like, a player gets COVID in China you know, like, how do you, like, figure out all those protocols when, like, it's oh my kind God. of involving you, but it's not because it's also, like, it's run by the Olympic Committee. That's so true. God, that's awful. Yeah, I was, like, thinking, I was, like, because it normally is, like, difficult for the NHL because, like, they kind of almost have to take a break during the Winter Olympics when it overlaps because so many guys play. Yeah. But this, like, adds another element. So I just thought that was super interesting. Um, like, how they're going to figure that out. Yeah. Good luck to them. Yeah, seriously. And, like, the last one, I saw this, like, the most, like, I sometimes I just, like, I'm obsessed with, like, different headlines. I think they're so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought this headline was actually hysterical. Um, so I'll read it. Los Angeles Kings forward Brendan Lemieux is suspended five games by the NHL for biting incident. <laughs> what? For biting who? I don't know, but I like how they just put biting incident. <laughs> like, are we not going to... 
Am I not going to Google this right now and find out what this is? Biting incident. That's I'm like my boy. favorite. It's so funny. Is there a Giants player with that last name? Is it Lemieux? Yes. No. The guard. Yeah. Okay, wait. He will serve an unpaid five-game suspension for biting <laughs> the bare left hand of Ottawa Senator oh so Brady. To, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. To cut check during Saturday's 4-2 win. Oh, my God. Honestly, hockey players have no chill, which I, like, kind of am obsessed with, and that's why I love watching hockey so much because it's, like, anything. These guys will do anything. Like, they'll bite people. They'll, like, they'll they'll do anything. Like, I mean, like, oh. when you're, like, Sidney Crosby, like, literally shoved his stick up, like, a defender's, like, legs and, like, what? hit him in, you know, a spot you don't want to get hit No, as a man. Um, oh and God. then like, the, or like whatever, like knock each other's teeth out. They're crazy. That's unbelievable. Like, I feel like I remember when I was in high school, my sister also doesn't really watch ice hockey that much, but she went to like her first game, and she came home and she was like, "Well, there was like two fights. People were beating the shit out of each other, Love and I, I didn't realize it was so violent. Like, it's it might be worse than football at times. People say mm, it is. Oh, hundred percent, it is. So also like. Fighting is part of hockey because it's part of, like, it actually is. Like, if you took fighting out of hockey, it would not be hockey because yeah. it is part of, like, how you defend your teammates. Yeah. Um, like, it used to be, like, back in the day when, like, you had, like, some skill players, but you, like, some teams specifically had, like, a bully. Like, a guy who, like, wasn't that good at skating but, like, was really good at pe- beating people up. And, like, anytime, like, the opponent – like messed around with one of his teammates or like did something dirty to one of his teammates he went after him and like a whole fight would break out and like that's how it rolls and like it's so funny I mean like it really is just like part of hockey um and like I hate when they would like it's like then refs actually let them fight a little bit because it is part of the game yeah that's what I think is so interesting about it I mean it's scary like if I had a son I just think I'd, oh, yeah. I'd have a hard time watching that. But, I mean, you also can't be the kind of mom that's, like, ready to jump on the ice for any little no. I'd have to be able to balance that and be like, all right, calm down, sorry. 100%. You can handle it. Like, it would just be funny. But that's funny. Uh, yeah. Um, and, like, last thing that we should talk about a little bit. Um, so, the MLB, they're officially a lockout. It's the first one since 1990. Um, so, as we said, like, last week with a lockout, um, it's – like a labor relations tool used by management so the ownership side um and the hope is that like and not affect like games and things like that um i have no idea how long it's gonna take um obviously like they were working on it up until this point and nothing happened so i'm not sure if it's going to you know, if the lockout will actually push things into effect quicker. Um, but our episode next week is actually going to be, like, all about lockouts and strikes and uh, collective bargaining agreement negotiation. So should be super interesting to take a deep dive into that because it is a huge part of professional sports. Oh, Carly found an expert on the topic, so I'm really excited to get into that. Yeah, so we're going to have one of my old professors on in college, and he – like is a sports lawyer he he taught sports law and labor relations so i think he'll bring like a really awesome perspective like things that we can't really speak to 
Um, and it's like super interesting, especially right now with what's going on in the MLB. Yeah. So tune in for that. Yeah. So um, anything else adds here? No, um, I'm going to go sleep after this and nice. then <laughs> wake up, have a donut, and then try to involve myself in corporate America a little bit. What a day. What? <laughs> yeah, not oatmeal. I hope you heard that. What correctly. kind of donut? Um, there's only one kind of right donut, and that's mm. strawberry frost. It was sprinkles. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, we're going to have to put a poll up. What do you get? Well, I'm not a big donut eater, but if I had to, it would be something with chocolate. Wait, it's just not worth it. I was just gonna say, I'm not gonna take slander. Okay, I'm not gonna (laughs) take slander from someone who eats freaking oatmeal as a snack. Wait, I wait, Kelly. (laughs) After anything else, we have to say one more thing. Actually, we need to end the episode on a very strong high note. So, most people who are (laughs) most people who are big on NBA Twitter know who Rob Perez is. His Instagram Mm -hmm. handle is Worldwide Wob. He's famous. Last night, he tweeted about the Blazers, and he usually doesn't tweet about the Blazers. So, Rob is, like, a huge Knicks fan, and, like, the Blazers just aren't his thing. And so, I was so excited when he tweeted about them. So, he goes, um, I'll read the exact tweet. So, he said, basically, that Portland may stink, but our jerseys are so pure, and, like, we're keeping 90s basketball relics alive. So, I just commented saying, love some slander the side of hype with, like, a funny Dame gif, and he responded to me. (laughs) with the like you know like the handshake emoji that's like very viral yes and i was like hey bestie so me and rob are now <laughs> me and rob me and my friends like my friends like oh my god he responded to you and i was like stop this is my like this is making my basketball twitter experience just so much better so you heard it here first me and rob are best friends love it love <laughs> yeah. it doing big things yeah. um yeah you go eat that donut with <laughs> strawberry frosting oh i will we're gonna I think we definitely this is another poll like I mean granted like you're right like I can't really speak to donuts because like you're right like my comfort food is like oatmeal (laughs) and like my drunk snack is apples and peanut butter so wait but does Kevin encourage his behavior or does he actually eat real drunk food um I don't know like he will eat real drunk food but he's definitely become more like healthy because of me no. like like he said to me one time he's like i think i eat pretty similarly to tom brady and i was like haha are you kidding You're i was like i was like you eat a lot of sugar and he, then he stopped eating sugar <laughs> are you kidding that was we- <laughs> wait she literally told her man she was like you're not tom brady he was like i have to be better i have to try harder <laughs> he's like i'm gonna be better for you but That's now but now i look like i still eat sugar like i do like chocolate no i know so like, I just, now i look like the unhealthy one but i feel like you're giving this life hack for free to all the women out there that if you want your man to do something or stuff just tell him that he'll never be tom brady. Uh, you're you're clearly not even close to tom brady look how much sugar you eat like that's all you need to do and i'll be like oh Oh, yeah exactly he'll just be perfect so anyway we also give free dating advice on top of giving you our sports takes hope you enjoyed that and you know stay tuned for more of us next week guys all right see you guys next week you know where to find us next one up podcast on tiktok instagram and twitter next one up pod on gmail.com if you like this episode please share it with a friend that would like it too and we will see you guys bye